Welcome back. This is episode 22 of the Guardian Project podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and here in Michigan, all of our lands are snow-covered lands. Oh, they really are. <laughs> Hashtag here Michigan. And I'm your co-host, Mike Coyle, and sometimes when I'm playing Commander, I feel like Child of Alara because I'm a big baby that just wants to destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. What do we have on the agenda today? Today we're going to talk about the new mystery boosters uh, that were revealed uh, at the latest uh, GP. GP Richmond. Richmond. GP Richmond. Um, And we also are going to uh, go over um, what one of our listeners uh, contact us about and kind of getting into the commander format commander for newbies thank you cosmic library for that topic um so mystery boosters revealed last week uh pretty exciting and this might mean that uh commander players are going to get some some special cards that we haven't seen before and some reprints of cards that we are excited to see reprinted definitely so they're um are 1800 cards available That's in a lot this of cards so so it's meant to be drafted as like a chaos draft it's it's you know we've all grabbed three random packs and you draft with it and then you mm-hmm. just grab a bunch of different cards but these are actually randomized from a ton of cards in magic's past but no no reserve list cards right meaning I it's pulling from commander sets and standard sets and modern sets i mean it's it's literally everything and, and vintage sets oh yeah with the old border which you i know love old border That's so much my least favorite border. <laughs> new border or bust there's a, <laughs> an all-white border deck that would be great <laughs> so there's a, you can erase people do that they they actually take an eraser to the black border and you can just erase the black border and make them all white border I don't think I'm going to go that it's far. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> to ruin a card by mm. adding a white border. Uh, you know, I, I go so uh, as far as I won't use a uh, sleeve for my card if the inside of the sleeve is white. If the inside of the sleeve is white. Yeah. So like if you, so I, I generally use dragon shields. Correct. Because if you're using like an orange sleeve. It's just a clear front, but it's the inside the card. Like when you're looking at your card in your mm-hmm, hand, mm-hmm. the the edge is orange. There's right. a lot of sleeves where it's got like a picture on the back. Oh, and when you look at it, yeah. it's a white border because the inside of it is a white border. I, I gotcha. I won't use those. Yeah, I get. I don't use those either. But that's I'm I'm hashtag petrol for life. Dragon shield. I like mist. The gray ones. Mist is mist is fine. I guess that's what the cubes in. Missed your cubes good. I'll give you that. And so, of these cards, though, um, there are one thousand six hundred and ninety-four reprints, and then one hundred and twenty-one unique copies of something new, something that that is special or could be new in two different versions of boosters. So there's a convention booster, and then there's a Wizards Play Network WPN edition that we'll be able to get at stores. So unless you're going to a GP, you can't play with the convention boosters. Um, because they're not going to be sold to us. Right. And I know we talked about this a little bit in our group chat about, you know, if you showed up to GP Richmond and you saw these mystery boosters draft and he's like, Oh, I'm going to go be part of that and see these really cool cards. And then in this slot at the convention were these play test cards, which does seem fun. I think I'd be a little bit upset if I didn't know about it ahead of time, quite honestly. Sure, because they are not constructed legal. Correct. So you can only use them in that draft. But some of them, di- I mean, it, it would be really fun to draft with them. I want to play Time Sidewalk. 
<laughs> which is if it's in your hand at the beginning of the, I believe it's if it's in in your hand at the beginning of the game, you can exile it and then you shuffle four tokens into your deck that are, are time, time warp. Time walk. Is it time walk? Yeah, time walk. Yeah, yeah. So one and a blue take an extra turn, but you make tokens based on a spell and you shove them into your deck. Seems a bit broken. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Four copies of this power into my deck real quick. So they're playtest cards that actually never made it into print, but they thought it would be fun to put in there. There's a couple of Planeswalkers, like a new Tibble. There's a Tibble. Mm-hmm. There's a Kaya mm-hmm. in there. Um, but they're only available at those GPs. I'm sure they're going to command a pretty heavy price in the future. Yeah. Because they're very limited quantity. And they would be fun. However, in the... Uh, the WPN edition. Yes, the your your local brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to get in that slot a foil. 121 cards that can be in foil. We don't know what they are yet. And I'm hoping they're cards that were never in foil. Mm-hmm. Like a basalt monolith. Is that was that is that the one you you choose? That's your yeah, card. That's of never choice. been in foil before. It's that'd be great because I play basalt monolith. My my card is very underwhelming. So as you know, I don't like foils. The yeah, coil. I like foils. Coil doesn't play foils. I don't play foil. The only place except his commander. Right? The only place I would be willing to play foils, my commander, Sans Kokusho in my mono black deck because he was my commander and I didn't want to get another copy of him. So he's in my. But you opened deck. a foil. I opened a foil and Iconic Masters. That was the best card I opened in that set. It was a garbage box, but I got my Kokusho, so I was happy. My card would actually be Kurik. From the commander set oh, in foil. Sure, a new one. Yeah. yeah, that's never been in foil, right. obviously. Right. It's only been around for like a month and a half, feels like. <laughs> that's what yeah, it's, it's been little, around for a bit more than a month and a half, I guess. It's a little underwhelming, but it it's like one of my favorite black cards right now. I mean, so. I'd also be happy with like, I have I have two cards in my Noy and Dar deck that were never printed in foil, so that'd be cool. Like, yeah. Equinox, not a good card. It's for one white, you enchant a land, and you can tap that land to counter a spell and an ability that would destroy land you control. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost unplayable. <laughs> but in Noyandar, it's, it's top notch. <laughs> Never been reprinted, not reserve list. Oh, we also need to add no reserve list cards confirmed. They're not putting reserve list cards in this in these groups of 121. Thank you. Um, so um, we wanted to look at those reprints, though, because it could mean that big things are coming obviously for the commander format. And oh, some of those foils, huge. depending on what comes in foil could also command a significantly high price. He huge price, <laughs> huge price. Um, so we each decided to pick five cards I that pick, were reprinted. I, not, I picked 22 cards. He couldn't pare his list down. I, I said, couldn't. can you pair your list down to five? Because we don't have time to go over 22 cards. And he goes, I'll let you read your five and then I'll tell you if your five were on my list and then I'll just pick my favorites from my list of five. Yep. So that's what we're going to do. Yep. So these are the cards that we are most excited about being reprinted in the mystery boosters. So the first one for me is, um, thought vessel. Thought vessel is not on my list. So that's super good though. Yeah. It's a reprint that has reliquary tower on it. It's a rock that taps. It's two taps for one and has, you have no maximum hand size. Great reprint played in a ton of commander decks and having no max hand size super important yeah that's a fantastic fantastic card very underrated in my opinion people don't like it because it only taps for one generic but it's static ability and the fact that it is a rock 
is fantastic. Sure. And I will say that that extra ability is good and a reason to play it. But I just recently watched a video of someone talking about wasting mana on rocks that tap for less mana than you have to pay to put into them. Over time, they might do do you some good. Mm-hmm. But like Commander Sphere gets a lot of crap, I think, because you pay three to tap for one. Yeah. I but can see, you but can tap you can tap it for any color and you can stack it to draw a card. But you are paying three to get one. So yep, there's yep. that. Um, the next card that I have is Alhamarit's Archive. On the list. On the list. For so if sure. you draw a card, you draw uh, twice that many cards. No, you draw an extra card, right? Or is it you draw twice that many? You, If you draw a card, except the first one you draw on each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Right. And then it also says if you gain life, you gain twice that much life. Value. Very good. Five, five CMC card. Yeah, five colorless. Five colorless. Well, any, any color. Five generic. Gen- five five nageric, as my mom would say. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah, I laugh every time. Well, it's you know, it's just the nageric brand. Mom, it's generic. 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 So Elhamrat's archive, next card, really great. If you're looking to draw cards, you want that. If you're looking to gain life, you want that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're not doing either of the things, you probably don't want that. <laughs> but it's very good for those that do. Oh, for sure uh next card i'm afraid you're gonna have all three of these on your list now mm-hmm. i'm glad I, we had one that you didn't have is it all black cards is that no you say that? well i we didn't include demonic tutor That's neither true. of us did. neither of us did yeah it's a good card it's been printed a few times I, it's cool that it's there but i'm not is it's in the old art though right I don't know. Did it say whether... Oh, can you hover and that's the actual art? I think... Well, when I looked it up in Scryfall, I think it did show the old art Demonic Tutor. Oh, like the know. Like the beta version, the guy with the mask, the golden mask. The ugly one? Uh, disagree. I like the guy in the boat. Dis. I like the guy in the boat with the monsters. I like... I have both. I like the original so yeah, much better. Yeah, but the other one's in white border. Yeah, get an alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just hop on that. <laughs> It'd be my first alpha card. Let me just start out with a demonic tutor, not like a forest, alpha <laughs> forest. Let me just jump right to demonic tutor. Yeah, no, Let me just jump right to time walk. Yeah, just get some power. It's fine. Next card. Expropriate. Expropriate's on the list for sure. This card's bonkers. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, has memory printed before. First time being reprinted. Is it... Al- as Alhamrat's archive, this is the first reprint, right? I believe it's also the first reprint. Expropriate. Everybody votes for time or money. If if no, you vote for time, everyone votes for money, except the person who casts it who votes for time every time. Unless you already have a, an extra an extra turn stacked up, then you can sometimes vote for money. I've done that. So if if someone votes for time, the player that casts expropriate takes an extra turn, and this is for each person that mm-hmm. picks this, and then money. You get to take any permanent. It is not target permanent. You just take a permanent. So you can take a hexproof creature. You can take anything. Um, and if you're playing a game with four people, you could get four turns. And I have been given three turns before. Which is wrong. Thank you. This is wrong. Thank Pete, you so much. As, as a, an announcement. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. An announcement to Goodbye. all of you commander players out there. There are two cards with, with voting on them that you must always answer the same way every time expropriate your answer is money if you say time you're doing it wrong and the other one i feel like might be on the list so i'll leave it as one of my cards instead if it's not you have yours. a voting one oh i certainly have no other voting cards on my list it's it's not it's not a voting per se but okay. it's one where you would have to answer it nope okay good well yes okay is it perforos god of the forge it's not but it's also on my list okay perforos made my list great reprint 
first time reprint yeah fantastic card uh whenever a creature comes into play perforos god of the forge deals two damage to each opponent and then it also has an additional ability that is i think it's two and a red that has pay this and each creature you control gets plus one plus oh till end of turn that is correct yeah i can't imagine that uh someone who plays as many token decks as you would love a card like perforos i only play a few token decks <laughs> i think i have four but only one plays perforos because only one of my token decks yeah, has that's red. true it's very true so i have green white i have green black I have green, black. I have red, blue. Locust God, Slimefoot, Sigarda, Hopatra. Do I have any other token decks? Um, I have too many commanders, as you can tell, as we're trying to think through my never list. Never enough commanders. Your new commander, does he make wolves? Tulsimir? Tulsimir, friend of wolves. We just built another budget deck, so eventually we're going to play a game. Yes. We'll record another game, um, and we'll put that up on the YouTube channel, playing budget decks. I am one deck away from having all of the guilds built i just have to build gruel and and i don't know what i want to build there it's a tough one it's probably going to be um you don't have many choices i don't want it to be borborygmos though so it's so it's rurik thar it's probably going to be rurik thar yeah because like your only two choices yeah um and then my last card that i have on here is teferi's protection teferi's protection is definitely on the list that card needed a reprint like nobody's business no well, this would be the second time if you're going to count the judge promo with the judge promo that's so, true that's true um card's great two and a white you basically phase out and nothing can affect you and you're gone until your next turn yeah protection from everything and your life total can't change yep that's that's a, that's so you had four of my five I'm glad Thought Vessel wasn't on Thought your list because we did on have list. one that was different. I, but I specifically picked these because these are great commander cards. Yes. That's what good. we're talking about here. There's a lot of cards that are good in other formats. We want to talk about the important ones that we thought and, um, um, were, were value for commander players. Um, now, this set is 1,800 cards. I guess 1,694. Um, so... I wouldn't expect the price to go down a whole lot. Probably and chances all. are all of these cards that we're picking are going to appear in a mythic or a rare slot. I, I don't know what Thought Vessel is going to appear as in a booster or if that even matters. I honestly don't know if that matters. It has to. There's got to be. It, I think it matters. But I assume that these are going to be opened even less than you think. And we also didn't pick cards like Mana Crypt right. because, they're, sure. They're just a little too generic. They're, they're, but also, those cards aren't generally played in in all commander decks they, they fit in but if you're yeah. playing with people and you're not playing for like co- like if you're not playing competitive or you're just trying to make um a less competitive commander more competitive you would add it but it's out of the budget for i would say m- the majority of the player base it's 250 dollars for a single card is is ridiculous it, it honestly it is. is it is you know teferi's protection i would even throw up there so i do hope teferi's protection only be printed as a judge promo and in the uh, vampiric bloodlust uh, yeah, that's the deck. Edgar Markov commander deck from a few years ago. The the fact that it was only printed in those two sets drives the card's value. I think it's like a forty dollars. I think card. it's forty, which in 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 all reality is not that bad. No, it's, when you think of and when I say this, we we have to pick and choose really expensive cards because I don't. I'm not about to drop nine hundred to a thousand dollars on a deck. I I like to say I've got two hundred dollars. What can I work with? Yes, I, or, I agree. or or less. Or I'm going to shift over nine t- nine cards, nine to fifteen cards from another deck. Yep. Like I'm not going to buy another Rhystic Study. I mean, 
we own like six. And yeah. I'm not about to buy a seventh or an eighth. I bought mine Just when they were. Around. I bought mine when they were. I was I was doing an order on TCG Player and Ristic Study was at like twelve dollars, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy like six of these right now. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Okay, I was like, oh, wow, you just got a really good deal. Oh you know, yeah, if they're, they're at twenty bucks yeah, now, I'd buy every single one if they're doing it. I sold mine when they were at six, and I had about nine of them. Yeah. Probably three or f- four, f- four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I hadn't. Uh, okay. okay, so those were my top five. You obviously had four overlapping. Pick like a few more. Oh, yeah. I got some. I didn't pick a bunch. There's a lot that... There's... It was hard to pare down 1,694 cards to just five. So, one card, Commander Staple for some green ramp. And you know, how about everyone ramps? Yeah. And every this is also one of those cards. Is this cards. a tempting card? This is a very tempting card. It's okay. called Tempt with Discovery. Oh. This is... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay three and a green and I'm gonna search for any land in in my deck and put it on on the battlefield. But every other player that I'm playing with may also choose to go search for a land. And for each player that does, I can search for an additional land and put it on the battlefield. So what do we say to tempt with discovery? Uh uh-uh. uh. You say no. I you am not tempted by no. you. When you when you when you play against my Marin of Clan Neltoth. Uh, and you get one- surprise, <laughs> you get surprise Urza land out of that nowhere. Was, that, that was in Morophon, but yeah, that was nice. That was when, so, oh my God. None of gave, us knew. And we're like, okay, Tron. well, I'll tutor. And then he goes, cool. I'll grab the power plant. I'll grab the mine and I'll grab the <laughs> other one. Which one is that one? Uh, power plant and mine and uh, tower and tower. And I was like, what is this shit? And then, and then also uh, the sanctum of Ugin, Eugene, yeah. sanctum, of Eugene. sanctum of Eugene so that I could cast more fun and then go search for an Eldrazi. Uh, yeah. So we say no to being tempted, but it is a very good reprint. The card already, already affordable. The card I think is less than four bucks right now, but I think it's good that it's being reprinted so yeah. that there's a few more out there. It's, it's a, yeah. Um, when you think green, think tempt. So a card that I've always wanted to own one of and a quote-unquote knockoff version was printed in the latest uh, set, Throne of Alderaan. It is a mana dork called Bloom Tender. For one and a green, uh, it is an elf druid 1-1. It says, for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color to your mana pool. This thing for two mana could potentially tap for five. And we call it Fabro Elder from Throne of Eldraine because it is mm-hmm. the same card, but it costs one, a green, and a white. Right. So they made it a little more restrictive and it's 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 not, they have a different creature type and stuff. But yeah. However, same it, ability on a different creature. It, it does, the, the new one from Eldraine does tap for two right away from its own colors. So Correct. you could call that a quote unquote advantage. Um, Three I, taps for two is better than a lot of mana rocks we already play in the format. For sure. And it's colors, too. It's not colorless mana. Correct. Which is nice. So that one I would like to see. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't, even, I didn't even search for that. I wasn't even thinking. I was trying to think of staples that a lot of people play mm-hmm. in a lot of decks. And I, I feel like I missed that one. That was a good one. That's, and I hope, That's a great one. I, hope that I one, don't own one either because I think they're like $60. Yeah. I say I hope this like one bucks. actually sees at least a little bit of a price Well, there's drop. no way that would be printed at Mythic. So that's good at least. But the yeah. fact that... It was printed at Rare in its original printing. But it's also a really old set. That's true. When I say really old, I mean that was from... Is that the Lorwyn block? Uh, it looks like Lorwyn. Yeah. That is Morning Tide. Oh. Eventide. That is Eventide. It's one of the tides it, from the Lorwyn 4. Tide goes in. 
Tide goes out. There's a moon. <gasps> Arlen Cord. Is Imprisoned in the Moon reprint? I didn't look that up. Imprisoned in the Moon. Don't play that because that's mean. It's mean. It's mean against people's commanders. Don't touch people's (laughs) commanders. It's mean. Unless you're also playing Strip Mine, which sounds mean, but in combination. Sure. At least they can go back to the commands. They they can go back to the commands. She's like, haha, I took your commander. Ha, now I blew it up so you can have it back. Right. Why did you do that? You just won. Because I one felt because yourself? I felt bad taking your commander away, but I didn't want you to win that turn. <laughs> okay. So okay. Next one. That's that's I had that. That's only two of them. Oh crap. Okay. Um, this is a. Card. Let's do. Let's do one more. Let's do one. More. Okay. We just do one more. This is a card I play in Risk the Redeemed. Uh, it shuts down every single one. In is Nick's it called Orshards? It's called Orshards. Is this the first reprinting of Orshards? Yes, it is. Really? Uh, or was it printed in a commander deck? No, I don't think that card's in a commander deck. You tell me what that set, set symbol is. Oh, that's a commander deck. But I don't know. That's the OG commander deck, I believe. I don't know TCG which one it would be in. OG player. We're gonna we're just gonna go look it up real, real quick. Oh, you can turn that down. I have like updates. My computer's yelling at me. Uh, I just want to keep yelling all these cards out on my list. Sure. You can just name them off, and we won't talk about each one. But if you just want to like okay. list them, sort of the animist ramp. Revelin Riches, Win Cons. Uh, Elish Norn needed a reprint bad. Deep Glow Skate. Double all the counters on all your planeswalkers. It's ridiculous. Uh, Wargate. You get to search for stuff. Triumph of the Hordes. Win Con. Uh, Mono Black Soren Markov because 40 life down to 10 life. That's pretty good. Font of Mythos. Uh, actually needed a reprint. That card is actually kind of expensive. What is it? Font of, Font of Mythos is a four-mana artifact that says at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws two additional cards. Okay. So it's it's kind of group huggy. Um, Carpet of Flowers needed a reprint, but that's more of a competitive card. Yeah. Um, Dictate of Erebos got a reprint. Okay. Heck yeah. And then uh, Phyrexian Metamorph. You have a good guy. I have a good guy now too. Yeah. Orshards is from Invasion and then was also in Commander. Awesome. The set is actually just called Commander. It's the original one. That's good. So now it's reprinted. Those are all good cards. I like this. This. The I'm a gambler. Is don't buy this for value. Don't. But do I'm, not. If you. I mean, if you do, sure, yeah. it's risk and it's fun. But you should draft it. Don't open draft these packs. It. Do not open these. It'll. It'll be a fun draft experience, even if you don't like draft because it's so chaotic. Uh huh. So just try it out. If this is your first. If this is going to be your first set to draft. This will be this will be interesting. But we called out these ones because they're in the draft set, mm-hmm. but are also great in commander. Yeah, you'll love them in your commander decks. Yes. Um. So, um, if you want to see the list of those reprints, though, you can check out the article um on Daily MTG that was posted this week. Uh, we'll post the link um on Twitter uh, after we post the episode. Um, are there any reprints that you are all excited to see? Uh, tweet at us what you're looking forward to seeing reprinted. If we missed anything that you think that we should have talked about or that is important to the format that we did that we didn't see or we just missed, let us know. Please. Um, I think that takes us to our next topic. So yeah, uh, one of our listeners, Cosmic Library, uh, came to us with a question um, saying, you know, for someone who's brand new to the Commander format... Um, that's seeing all of these cards that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be like super overwhelming. Yeah. Right. They, and it can be. 
Right. I mean, and, and even with some of these older cards, reading the card doesn't necessarily explain the card, even though that's the rule. <laughs> and they've got like 16 lines of text and it's all like super small print. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of cards that you've never seen before. So he suggested that maybe we go over um, kind of commander for newbies different ways to play the game, different cards you might see. Sure. So we figure we break it down into uh, like a, a few subcategories here. So the first one is resources uh, to, uh, to, to find out where you can learn this information, um, looking for strategies or specific cards that are popular. Um, two is we're going to talk about the most played cards by color based on data from EDH rec for the past two years. And then archetypes that you'll see. Um, and then, and then what cards that those, those archetypes or decks tend to play and to kind of just watch out for definitely that you'll you're likely going to see you'll see over and over and over and Mm -hmm. not because the format isn't unique just because it really works with certain strategies yeah so the first one is resources to learn um where you can find this information um we use um edhrec a lot when you when when we start to make our decks Mm -hmm. i think that's probably one of the first places we like is just to look to see what's there yep get some ideas um, we use tapped out tapped yeah. out. You can see, and, and I would say that, and, and we talked to a lot of people at commander this week yep. talking about this. And we had a lot of people say that net decking in commander for especially your first or second deck. is actually really, it's really good because you wouldn't think of building a, de- a deck that way. It's important. Even now there's cards that that someone will say, are you playing this in your deck? And I'll go, I don't even know what that card is yeah. today. Right. I've been playing for a long time. And then, and they'll explain how it works with mm-hmm. my commander or with another card that's definitely already in my deck. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'll go, Oh yeah. All right. You're right. It makes sense. I should probably, I should probably put that card in there. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be afraid of allowing someone else to do the work ahead of time and then picking and choosing the cards that you do or don't like from their deck. And then, and then later on in your experience as a commander player and a deck builder, you'll you'll learn how some of these strategies work and you'll pick up on some of these other cards that maybe other people haven't thought of and you'll be able to build your own flavors and your own decks but yeah don't be afraid to net deck it's it's fine there's a lot of folks that you know there's an eda trek podcast Mm -hmm. there's a lot of articles on that website so you don't have to just look at deck lists or specific cards that have the text that you like on them although i suggest you start with that if there's a specific like a mechanic that you like, I would look mm-hmm. up those mechanics and then find out what you can even back into it. You can select a card that you like the ability of, you can click on it and it'll say which commanders have been built that people include this card. in. Yep. so you can see which commanders would likely work with whatever card or mechanic that you like. Um, other resources that you utilize. I, I use gatherer because I don't use scryfall for some reason. Sometimes it's just because you haven't gone to it yet. I'm not super experienced with Scryfall. They essentially do the same thing, but I feel that Scryfall has a more uh, updated interface and ro- robust interface that's easier to use. I think it's it's user friendly, and you can find everything there, including words from flavor text. Yes. Now, the only thing that Gatherer has over Scryfall is um, the Oracle text on some cards. So some cards. Uh, like we kind of said in the introduction of this segment, um, some cards do things that their words actually say they don't do. Do you have an example? Um, uh, so mana short, I believe, is one. Uh, <laughs> just going off the top of my head because I remember an interaction. Who plays this card? So I played this. I played this card in. Oh gosh, 
gosh, I don't even remember what deck it was in. So it's a it's a blue uh, interrupt, not an instant. But no, an it does interrupt. say instant from seventh. Is so, it from seventh? Mana yeah. short. It has a rose on the, as a picture. Am I thinking of a different card? You're thinking of a different card. This is like a man that's just like. Uh, Maybe like the, a zombie thing is it like ta- tap all lands? Okay, so there is there is an older printing of that card that I have. Okay, well either way, this already does have Oracle Text as well on Scryfall as well. Perfect, but it's been reprinted. So, but this uh, this well, no, this card also doesn't say what the Oracle Text says. This card says tap all lands, target player controls, and empty his or her mana pool. So, so the version that I had said tap opponents lands. And it didn't actually say like target Anything opponent. Anything else. It didn't say okay. target opponent. So I'm like, does this do it for everybody? And then we had to look up the Oracle text. And I was like, no, it's And now the Oracle opponent. text says tap all lands, target player controls, and that player loses all unspent mana. Yeah. No more mana burn. So, so. there is Oracle text also on Scryfall. So Scryfall might be an exclusively better tool than Gatherer. It is. I should have used it when looking up all of my at least four colors cards it's that the i new, needed for it's, more of it's that hot new new yeah it's it's that good stuff so i use scryfall for everything um especially when um you're looking to find something to post on twitter like the only card that has the word candy referenced in it which i am going to search right now again because i can't remember. it's a rakdos card though a rakdos card with candy because i wanted to flavor? post about yeah in the flavor text it's the only it's the only card that that's, has the word candy that's some sweet flavor text you found there. oh i see what you did there <laughs> it is a rakdos card um and it is called showstopper it is from dragon's maze hmm. um the That's card itself says until end of turn creatures you control gain when this creature dies it deals two damage to hurt creature and opponent controls um but the flavor text is an audience quickly realized a few things it wasn't a magic trick. There wasn't candy in there and they'd need new clothes because everybody's getting ex- <laughs> like <laughs> shredded to smithereens in this card. It's but like I, pinata. It's like a pinata. The format we played at command fest. <gasps> um, but that would have been really good. We should have played this. Yeah. Someone should have played like Oathbreaker pinata. <laughs> and this is your signature <laughs> spell. <laughs> no, but I was looking that up because I wanted to post something about, I don't know, candy at Halloween or something. Oh, and Scryfall gotcha. helped me find the only card that referenced candy. Uh, other words that are not, that have not been referenced before, things I was looking for for like a Thanksgiving post, turkey, never been referenced on a magic card. Um, I, I, I did find Cornucopia and Astral, Astral Cornucopia. cornucopia. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, let's try Cranberry. Cranberry. Do you think Cranberry has been referenced on a magic card before in the flavor? Mm. The, the flavor of cranberry it's not no 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 cranberry give me another word one more gravy like, gr- gravy all the eldering cards had food in it right great maybe gravy maybe some gravy night of the kitchen sink from <laughs> unstable Heck yeah. says woo for a minute i thought i'd forgotten the gravy boat <laughs> <laughs> i I like this tool. It's just, it's you, you just search flavor colon and then a word that you want to see in the flavor text. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, great resource scryfall, not only to find flavor text, but to find information on commanders. Um, there's an advanced search option. You can select certain colors, certain CMCs, certain creature types helps you build a commander deck. Mm -hmm. Um, any other resources that you have? I know we, uh, 
we consume a lot of content. So we watch videos from MTG Goldfish. Yeah. We watch, uh, we listen to the EDH Rec podcast. We mm-hmm. listen to Pioneer Decklist podcast. We listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of people that talk about this. So you'll learn a lot the more you listen to. Yep. Um, and we'll share as much as we can. And I do post a lot on Twitter as well. So if I see something cool, um, follow me at AT Flory um, or the podcast Guardian Project Pod. Guardian, Guardian Pod, Guardian Pod, Pod. at Guardian Pod. At I know Guardian my Pod. own podcasts. Yeah. You, you do. Twitter handle. You it's know. Guardian Pod it's because at Guardian Pod. it was too long to do Guardian Project Pod. Same reason why you're squeaky pig. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Not MTG. But just, uh, mm. So the second the second um, uh, way we broke this down was we want to talk about the most played cards by color based on EDHX uh, website. And you can search for um, in the past month, in the past year, or the past two years. And so we are going to break down each each one by color. We kind of want to talk about what card, what these top five cards are for each color, maybe how they relate to that specific color, what that color wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, and these are the cards that you're going to see. Right. You're g- guaranteed you're going to see these probably right. almost every game every single and game. not because people don't know how to find more unique cards because these just work and they do what the color is supposed to do they're they're yeah they're arguably the best card and they're cheap enough where everyone can have one in most cases they're cheap enough blue has some expensive ones let's go w- with white yeah, that's true okay so in white um the first card on the list uh, is a removal spell called Sword to Plowshares. Mm-hmm. So it's one white uh, instant speed, exile target creature, uh, its controller gains life equal to that creature's toughness. Power? Power. Power. That creature's power. So one white instant speed, exile. Name one other card that does that. Path to Exile. And that card is a modern staple. And this one makes it so your opponent can't go grab a basic land either. It's it, also number two on the list of top five mono white cards. It, it's it's an absolutely amazing card. You can exile someone's dork. If you're going up against a reanimator deck, it exiles that. It's not just a destroy card and it only costs one mana and it's instant speed. It is a ridiculously good card and I think undervalued a lot of the time. People will replace it with a, a wrath spell, which it wrath spells are good and all, but it destroys your your creatures too. And I I really like swords. I think you should try to slot it in almost any white deck that you have. You need removal in commander. Everyone has targeted and mass. I also play mass removal, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's, you just need it. You you really do. I mean. I don't know if this is actually a correct statistic, but 99% of commanders are creatures. So you can remove it. It has to be a right stat. It's probably think, close. Uh, if you include the Planeswalkers, that can be your commander, and a Rick Smithies, that's a land, but also a creature, <laughs> so arguably still a creature. Yep, yep, yep. I, it's probably a right stat because there's, I believe we're going to be over 1,000 once next year ends. Oh, I'm so excited. So anyway... So, we make up stats here um, at the Guardian Project podcast. Fact check, please. Do you know that 75% of statistics are made up? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and 95% of the time, it always works. That's not the joke, but I just said it. No, it works. Is that the joke? That worked. 5% of the time, it doesn't. 95% of the time, works every time. And 5% of the time, it doesn't work 
it still works just to a lesser degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it pretty much 100% of the time works, just sometimes it doesn't always work. Yeah. It just always works. It's though. just, it works though. So the second card on white. Third card in white. We did the first two. We did swords and path. Path is the second card on white. Yeah. I didn't even. I right, honestly, that's why I jumped in and said the second card on our list. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because you started already talking about it. And yeah, I said, you're right. funny, funny enough. Funny card enough. number two. So we're on card number three. Card number three. My favorite type of card it's in a, Commander. It's a tutor called Enlightened Tutor. For oh. one white, you search your library for an artifact or an enchantment and put it into your hand. Nope. You reveal it and then you shuffle your library and put it on top of your library. You put it on top. But if you do it at the end of someone's turn, you're essentially just going to put it in your hand. Yes. So you grab your best artifact or your best enchantment or something that's going to get you out of a bind. That's what you do with this. It's in a in a eternal format where it's 99 card singleton, meaning you can't have repeats of any card in your deck beside basic lands. Tutors make your deck more consistent. Some would argue less fun, but it does make them more consistent. Yep. Consistency is important. Um, next card is um, Commander Staple. For sure. Oh, Sun yeah. Sun Titan. Um, this card is a big creature that brings things back from the graveyard in white. Yes. And it brings them back to the battlefield. 6-6 six, six, Vigil- Vigilance brings permanence back with CMC 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield when it ETBs or attacks. So if you can bounce it, you can bring a lot of cards back from your graveyard. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or if you just reanimate this, you reanimate it and something else with CMC 3 or less. So when someone keeps targeting your 3 CMC enchantment that we will talk about in a little bit, you can just keep bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the last card in white is Return to Dust. Two white white. Um, and it is Exile Target Artifact or Enchantment. If you do this during your main phase, you get to exile an additional artifact or an enchantment. So it's instant speed. Um really good yeah i mean getting two things off the board some sometimes you know everyone else will have a board state and he's like wow how do i choose one thing well now you get to choose two things and if you but you don't always have to sometimes it's nice to hold it and go you know there's only one thing important on the board right now that i need to remove if someone's holding or if someone has like a propaganda or ghostly prison that you can't swing through because you don't have the mana to swing and cast spells just get rid of it um, and it's exiled, so not just destroyed. They can't they can't get this back unless they have one of the very few cards that put cards back into your hand or process them into your graveyard. If you're playing Eldrazi's that process your own cards, that sounds like a very unique. unique I don't know deck. if there's an Eldrazi that can process your own. It's most of the time it was put a card that your opponent controls in exile back into their graveyard because mm-hmm. Balfour's Endicar. And Oath of the Gatewatch. Was it Oath? Whichever set had the processors had stuff that cared about cards in exile and cards in graveyard. Right. So that was good and limited. But um, exiling things in Commander is better than destroying because somehow they're going to get that crap back. As a mono black reanimator Commander player, don't exile my stuff. That's, yes. I mean, you're going to want to. You should. But I don't want you to. Like your Villas of Broker of Blood the other day. Oh, my God. I still lost the game, but I was like, <laughs> nope, that's gone. He was like, Ugh. And he made, he, I actually kind of felt bad. And the next turn, he won. <laughs> <laughs> because, because he had other better stuff in hand. Gray Merchant's best black card ever. So white here, we have a lot of removal. We have a lot of tutoring. 
um, well, not a lot of tutoring. We have some tutoring mm-hmm. in the top five, that is. Yep. And then card advantage and Sun Titan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's what you want in your commander deck. You want some control. You want card advantage. Um, white doesn't give you a whole lot of opportunity to draw cards, which is another thing that you want for your commander deck. Um, and white's not supposed to, though. Right. According to the color pie, white should not give you much card advantage. There are some cards that do it that are bends, like Mentor of the Meek, mm-hmm. or that that new white card that has like when a creature gains life, you can pay something and you can draw a card. It's from it's from Guild of Ravnica, I believe. I don't even know that one. You make like a one one human that has um that has lifelink, but when you gain life, you can pay. I think it's like four or something to draw a card, or you pay four. I don't remember what it is exactly. I know what you're talking about. Dawn of something. Dawn, Dawn of hope. Dawn of hope. Dawn of hope sounds right. We're going to double check that real quick. Yeah, we're going to look it up real quick. And Dawn of Hope is the card. Whenever you gain life, you can pay two if you do draw a card and pay four, three and a three and a white. Mm-hmm. Create a 1-1 one, one soldier with lifelink token. Yeah, good stuff. So um, that's that's the top five in white. Um, these are cards you are going to see. You should know what these do because you you're, you're probably going to see them. If someone's playing white, they've got, they've got some, maybe all, um, in their deck. Next color. Let's go with blue. My favorite color. Next color is blue. And Andy, I'm going to let you explain this first one. Okay. So, so we have a card called Cyclonic Rift. What's th- I've never heard of this card. You've never before. heard of it? I've never heard of Cyclonic this, Rift before. Oh, you might get got. Yeah, you if will. You, and you're going to get got got. Why is my opponent holding up seven Hey, look, mana? you got. You got got. So, Cyclonic Rift is an instant for one and a blue. Truly. It can be cast for one and a blue. It says return target permanent to its owner's hand. But it also has pay seven. Six and a blue. Six colorless and a blue to overload. Overload says to replace each instant of target to the word all. So you return all permanents your opponent's control to their owner's hands. All non-land. All non-land permanents. Correct. Yeah. Don't be a player that returns all lands to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play that. Don't do that. Um. So why is why is this card particularly good in Commander? Well, you pretty much reset the board. Your opponents have spent so much mana, and um, it could be on like turn eight, and they have so many things out, and now they're all just back in their hand. If they're making tokens, they just poof, they disappear. They go away. So when you're playing Commander and you see someone that's playing blue is holding up seven mana <laughs> or more... <laughs> You need to be cautious of Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> maybe don't put out the 100 tokens you were thinking of making that turn. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but also, if they hold up more than one blue, you might you might be afraid of the second spell that is on this list, and it is called Counterspell. Yes. What does that spell do? Counterspell, um, for blue-blue, uh, it says counter target spell. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to get countered, and sometimes people just hold up blue, blue because bluffing is a real thing in commander as oh, well. It sure is. And coil doesn't like when I hold up blue, blue, nope. when I most of the time have nothing, <laughs> he won't play anything. I used to just go for and it. And that's, that's just as good as getting countered. You are getting countered. If you are trying to play around my non-existent counter spell, which I'm cool with. That's, don't do that. Make them use that counter spell. Yeah, unless it's unless Work it's your together. Only, unless it's your only win con or Correct. something. But Coil used to also not wait. 
And I would go, yeah, you don't want to do that. And he goes, I'm going to do it. Okay, counterspell. Patience is a virtue. You need to be patient, Commander. It's not a turn three format. That's no. the other thing we want to mention. So yeah. modern, turn three format. Standard, turn two or turn three, Oko comes out. So you basically should just scoop. Yeah. Commander, okay. it's not like that. Unless you're playing competitive, but we don't do that. E- even in competitive, I mean, you're probably going to be playing against other competitive decks as well. Um that has some sort of control for each other. You're you're not winning before turn five, six, as long as all the decks are balanced in a pod, um, and that's and that's super early too. You're you're probably going to be grinding out games. So if you if you have cards in your deck that you want to play that are seven or eight mana, Commander's the format to do it in. Correct. You will get there. Um, so seven mana, you should watch for a Cyclonic Rift. Yeah. Um, the next card on the list is Brainstorm. Brainstorm is a really good card. For a single blue instant speed, you draw three cards and then put two back on top of your library. There's so many. In any order you want. There's so many good things you can do with this. You can uh, take two cards from your hand that you don't want anymore, put them back on top, and then use a fetch land and go shuffle your, your library just to get a brand new card on top. You can put miracle cards back on top of your library. I love those. Miracles cost less when you, when you, if it's the first card you've drawn for the turn, they cost less. So you can stack the top of your library, like in an Amina to the Fate Shifter deck, mm-hmm. Brainstorm staple. Uh, you put back a miracle cost card that says this costs one in a white, put all creatures on the bottom of their owner's libraries. That's the white miracle. That's mm-hmm. great because it could have been in your hand in the opening, in your opening seven. And then a few turns in, you draw a brainstorm and you go, oh, I'm just going to stick this back on top. And then I get to cast it for two instead of whatever it costs, which I think it's like five. Which miracle? The white one. Ter- uh, is it called Terminus? Yeah, it's one in a white at miracle. At miracle, one in a white. It yeah. only costs two then yeah. instead of, I think, five, which is the the... Which I think is the normal cost yeah. of, of Terminus. Which is, oh, that card is nuts because it gets around destruction. It gets around cards can't be exiled if that was a Terminus thing. costs six, four white, white. And it puts all creatures And it doesn't bottom. cost one in a white, folks. It costs white. That's it? One white? One single white for the miracle. It's a miracle. Holy moly. Yeah, because you, you shed like one single tier when you get it, because you're like, thank God that token player is losing all their tokens. Mm-hmm. Or that mono black player is losing all their creatures all that their they creatures. were going to sack that they don't have the sack outlet for right now. Don't play reanimator without a sack outlet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the best part of brainstorm, quite honestly, like even if you, it's a, so it's a, uh, a term that a lot of people use is cantrip. Cantrip is a one mana spell that draws a card. Um, brainstorm is an instant speed, not sorcery speed. So I think it's better than cards like sleight of hand. Um, and, uh, it only costs one blue. So I think there's just, it's, it's, if, if I had to compare it to a Yu-Gi-Oh card, I would call it pot of greed because broken. I don't know what that means. Pot of greed is a magic. Do you need the heart of the cards for that? Uh, you definitely need the heart <laughs> of the cards for pot of greed. Yeah. So brainstorm's good. It allows you to select your cards and, and put them back in the order that you want them. Cause you may not need them right now. The next card on the set, which we did not even give an honorable mention to, being in the Mystery Boosters, is Ristic Study. I love Ristic Study. It is a reprint. It is a blue card that I already mentioned in this podcast. Yep. I play it. You play it. We all play it. it. We all play it. It's It's an enchantment for two and a blue Mm -hmm. that says whenever an opponent plays a spell, you get to draw a card unless they pay one. Generic mana. One One. Nigeric mana. So one Nigeric mana. (laughs) 
everybody's going to start saying Najeric now. I hope so. Yeah. And so this is the spell. When, when an opponent casts a spell, you go, are you going to pay one? And you do it really fast and you cut them off. Before they even lay the card down, you go, are you going to pay one? And they go, calm down, Andy. And you go, well, are, well, are you? Are you paying Because you got to pay right now. Because... Rhystic study trigger y- on this day? Rhystic study, it does happen first because then I could counterspell it afterwards. That's correct. And I got to draw that counterspell. That and, counterspell might have been on my deck and if you had just paid the one, I wouldn't have been able to draw that. Now, this is... Important to remember. It is. The other thing important to remember this is it is a May trigger in the rare instance that someone else on the battlefield has a consecrated sphinx on the battlefield that says whenever an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards. Maybe you don't want to draw the card for I feel study. like you're targeting me right now for making a huge <laughs> mistake playing your deck at Magic Fest Detroit this year. It was the that was, that, was, that was this year. I it? had a you know what? He was a great ally. He was playing I don't even know what he was playing. He was he playing Tassiger. Tassiger and had a consecrated sphinx and I had a Rhystic study. So I go are you going to pay one? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I go, okay, great. I'm going to draw a card. And he goes, cool. I'll draw two. So anytime someone was paying or anytime someone didn't pay, I would draw. And there were, I think the guy next to me goes, are you going to draw? Cause he's going to draw two more. And I said, the best thing you can do in magic is draw. I'll draw one. He'll draw two. He's doing even better than me. We lost to the Tasker player. I shouldn't have been drawing the one. But I just wanted to draw. Had, I also didn't know how to play your deck. Had, had Nekusar <laughs> been on the battlefield, that would have been the best thing ever. He would have died. He would have. But he didn't. So Rhystic Study is also being reprinted. This card's really good because it, if you can drop this on turn two or three, you're going to get advantage. People are going to remove this. Yep. People are going to... You should always pay. If you have open mana and you're it, not going to spend all of it, always pay. Never let someone can. draw. Yep, definitely. So you should be aware that this card is going to be played. And if you have one, you should probably include it in your blue deck. Not, not because I have... Just because I think that it's drawing is the best thing you can do, but card advantage is important in a in a format where you don't have card advantage in four ofs like you do in constructed formats. And if, in in other constructed formats. Especially if you think about it early, if you're a CDH player out there, you know about the power of Mystic Remora, which is a one blue enchantment that does a very similar thing. Um, people are gonna try ramping out on the earlier turns, and every time they cast an artifact that ramps out, one, they can't tap that artifact in response to pay for it because it's not on the battlefield yet. And two, they're going to want to keep their mana up to pump out more of their ramp. So early card advantage, take the lead, keep the lead, win the game. Yep. And then our last card here in the top five is Mystical Tutor. Mystical <gasps> Tutor. Hey, it's another tutor. I do love tutors. Instant speed. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card. Reveal it. Um, shuffle your library and then put that card on top. So it's like Enlightened Tutor, but for an instant or sorcery. And it costs a single blue. So... You can end of turn Mystical Tutor for a Cyclonic Rift mm-hmm. and draw it on your turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing blue-white, you can Mystical Tutor for a Miracle Cost card and put that on top and then cast it for its Miracle Cost on your turn. There's a lot of shenanigans that can happen with... Uh, it's really that's short for shenanigans, if you weren't aware. Shenanigans is shenanigans. is shenanigans. We oh, just call okay. it shenanigans now. I like shenanigans. Um, for one blue. So... Um, that is it's, also going to happen. Yeah, in it, it will. It's it's another staple. So you you need to. Well, obviously it's another staple. We're talking about because we're talking about staples. Yeah. No. You, you. It's it's it's. We're really talking about top five most played, but they are also considered staples in our book. Yep. Let's move to our next color, which I'm going to let you tackle. 
but well i guess before we do that blue overall is is very con- it's control card selection card advantage in it after looking at more than just the top five and obviously afterwards you can uh, go to edh rec and and look just by color and see more than just the top five obviously we're only talking about the top five but even if you're looking at the top 50 you're going to see those top 50 in in commander not just these top five or top 30 or whatever it is that you see right that you you are likely going to learn those ones much more quickly than the rest Mm -hmm. very true um black this is the best color in magic the gathering uh in my opinion um why do i think this is best? so i am uh i am a very straightforward commander player i play the same combo every single time people get bored of my decks yep uh and i think i'm going to tackle three of these cards together uh, because of that, I think <laughs> you <laughs> well, sure are numbers one, numbers three, and number four. <laughs> I think one of the best things black brings to the commander format is tutoring, and sp- especially when you don't have to show anyone oh, what you're yeah. grabbing. Not one of these three. See, in white, in blue, in green, it says you have to reveal it because you're grabbing a specific card. Black just lets you look for any card any card so you don't have to show that you truly grabbed an enchantment or an artifact or that you didn't grab an instant or sorcery with mystical tutor these just say search for a card and the number one tutor on this list the number one card period the number one card in black and the number one tutor on the list i want to quickly compare them to the enlightened tutor and mystical tutor that puts a card on top of your library this card demonic tutor for one in a black puts any card in your library into your hand directly in it literally costs double the mana though one in a black and it's sorcery speed true so there is a difference there is the downside is not that bad it's really not bad at all (laughs) um and that's that's all the card does but it's it's massively good you don't have to show someone that you pulled your cyclonic rift they're going to notice that you're holding up seven mana after that but you don't have to show them with a mystical tutor you have to show them um, any answer that you want, you can go grab this with. You can. Um, and then you can also do that for the other two. Yeah. If you want to just quickly mention those names. Sure, sure. Diabolic Tutors, two black black does the same so thing. So it just costs four. So double double that mana. Right. Still a sorcery. Still sorcery speed. But allows you to do that. Great card. If you if you are on a budget, Demonic Tutor costs what? Like less than a dollar? Yeah. In, in fact, if I, I just want to plug my favorite tutor in black. Final Parting, three black black. Put one card in your graveyard, one card in your hand. You should play that card too. Uh <laughs> Not on the top five. Not on the top Quick five. Plug. Quick plug. Quick uh, plug. And uh, the other tutor on this list is Vampiric Tutor. Now, this is an instant speed for one black. Uh, and this, this does put the card on top of your library. You still don't have to reveal it. You do have to pay two life for it. Yep. Still okay. Um, so, number two on the blacklist. So, that was cards number one, three, three and, and four. four. So, Demonic Tutor is number one, Diabolic Tutor is number three, and Vampiric Tutor is number four. Second most played card in black. Phyrexian Arena. Card advantage. Yes. It's a one black black enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, pay one life, draw a card. Or you lose one life and you draw a card. So every turn you're going to be drawing two cards and taking one life. Um, Which sometimes your deck wants to be taking life. Sometimes paying life is an advantage. You also have 40 life, so go with it. Yeah. I mean, life is a resource. resource. (laughs) Use it. Um, who cares it's just one after four turns you're like crap that was four if some if people are also swinging at you true but they might not be if you're playing in a pod where people don't like to swing then you're getting lucky but i swing with my one ones but if you're playing that in your black deck maybe you're also playing card number five on your blacklist 
Blood Artist. Blood Artist is a zero-one creature for one and a black that says whenever a creature dies, not a creature you control, but whenever a creature dies, target opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Yep. This is really good in your reanimator decks. This is good when you know someone rasts the board when there's a hundred tokens out on the battlefield. Um, you can gain some life, ping people. Blood artists, close relative Zulaport Cutthroat is also in the top, just not the top five. Yep. Um, it has whenever a creature dies that you can creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So they're very similar. Yep. They are almost always played in the exact same deck for sure. So. Um, so black here has got card advantage, card selection, and 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 tutoring in in a way that is different than the other colors because you don't it's you don't have to have you're not limited by card type. Right, it's got sneakiness. And then there's um some again multiplayer value here, like in like in um, blue. Definitely. So the next color on the list is red. Mm-hmm. This one's a little tough. Red is uh, one of these colors that. You know, obviously there are there are the top five cards that are played, um, but but red tends to like to do its own thing, and although some cards synergize well with other colors, it, it tends to want to synergize with itself the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so the number one card on red is a sorcery speed card called Chaos Warp. So for two and a red, uh, you can destroy, destroy no. It's you. It's it's the owner. The owner of target permanent shuffles it into their library, then reveals the top card of their library. If it's a permanent, they put it onto the battlefield. So for two and a red, you are fingers crossed going to get rid of the card that that you don't want out. If you get lucky like me, and someone shuffles away your Cather's Crusade, mm-hmm. and you shuffle, and then you also allow your opponents to cut your deck, mm-hmm. and then you reveal it, and you reveal Cather's Crusade, yep. you just got lucky you should go buy a lotto ticket yeah but in most cases they get rid of your best thing and you reveal a land or an instant yeah and then you don't even get to put it on and everybody you don't get to put it on the bathroom and everybody knows what it is and it's <laughs> sitting on top of your library and it's super irritating <laughs> but i think that's that that's that's the number one card yeah it's the best it's good it's the best removal spell in red i mean red has trouble taking care of um things like enchantments and chaos warps a good way to get rid of an enchantment in red yeah, number two is Blasphemous Act. You're going to see this in in decks. It it, it costs eight colorless and a red to deal uh, thirteen damage to each creature. But it also says this spell costs one colorless less for each creature on the battlefield. So you are almost always going to spend one red mana, or even maybe like a colorless and a red. Yep. Sometimes two and a red. But you're going to be doing thirteen damage to everything, which kills most creatures, unless they have indestructible or they are. A creature that has more than 13 toughness, which I think there are, there's a few, just a few, not oh, many. Yeah, only a very, very few. I know few. like Draco has it, but don't play that card. <laughs> um, there's a few. This is a very good card. It you is. want removal in red? That's your top one. Yep. Um, but what if you don't want to remove creatures and instead want to remove artifacts? Then you should play Vandal Blast, card number three on the list. So Vandal Blast is a sorcery speed uh, for one red. It says destroy target artifact. However, it does have... You don't control. That you don't control. Uh, it has an overload cost, just like Cyclonic Rift, for four and a red. Yep. It says 
uh, it replaces. Yeah, it says again, you when you cast this, you replace each instance of the word target with each. So instead of destroy target artifact you don't control, it says destroy each artifact you don't control. Get rid of everyone's mana rocks and put everyone on an even playing field. Everyone else's. You get to keep yours. Keep your mana rocks. If you run them, which you, you definitely do in this format. Yeah, for sure. Next card is a card that was recently kind of banned in modern faithless no, it wasn't kind of it definitely was well I, uh, recently kind of is what i oh, was okay. referencing it is banned in modern it very is, good card yeah so at sorcery speed for one red uh draw two cards discard two cards so you're you're filtering your hand essentially here you you're are. trying to draw into answers by getting rid of two things you're but you get to draw before instead of discarding before right so it's not looting no no this is, is looting, looting. Is rummaging looting. is when you rummaging. discard and then draw after yeah so this is what we call looting so red doesn't have a whole lot of just card advantage it's got hand filtering and so that's what it says now faithless looting also has for two and a red flashback from your graveyard so you can cast it from your graveyard at sorcery speed for and two then and you red. exile it which is fine you only need to do it twice that's correct i mean you'd like to do it more than that there's some ways you can cast cards from your graveyard without exiling them, but not on not on the card. That's right. And then the last card, which is Red's Tutor. <gasps> gamble. Is, you're going to gamble. For a single red, it's a sorcery. Search your library for any card. So kind of like black here. Yep. Any card. You yep. don't have to reveal it. You put it into your hand. And then you have to discard a card at random. You're going to put that, whatever card you search for, it's going in your graveyard. No. <laughs> if you do it on turn one, chances are you're going to keep it. Turn two, turn three, you're getting lucky. Turn four, turn five, turn six it's it, it essentially would then say draw a card and insert into graveyard but if you play with stuff in the graveyard that can be cast from or used from mm-hmm. then you're okay yeah it's great but gamble is is number five on the list so so yeah i guess red its top cards are looking at removal it's looking at hand filtering and then obviously there's a tutor on there because tutors are just really good in commander to to make your decks consistent yep then um, we've got green. Uh, this is the color that I would say is good for new players. Absolutely. Uh, best color. You get to ramp in this color. Mm-hmm. You get to play a lot of big creatures. You, mm-hmm. Green, I feel like, does a little of everything. It does. It's And currently in standard, it's the strongest color. And, and it's been really good in standard for a while. Really long but time. But, you know, the top, the top cards in green um, include multiple ramp cards. Um, by ramp, we mean you can search your library for a land and you put it onto the battlefield. So you get an additional land drop in many cases here. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say additional, I don't mean you get to play an extra land per turn. It's just the spell is another land. Yep. So you've got Cultivate, which is two and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for two basic lands reveal them put one into the one onto the battlefield tapped one into your hand then shuffle your library so this spell puts a land on and then replaces itself by becoming that second land in your hand yep so this is definitely card advantage absolutely uh card number two very similar um kodama's reach for also two and a green for a sorcery but it's an arcane sorcery oh i didn't even realize that and it says search your library for two basic lands put one onto the battlefield tap one into your hand and then shuffle your library so they're identical except one is an arcane spell you can splice kodama's reach it, not splice onto arcane it's arcane that you could splice a splice onto arcane spell onto. <laughs> this is your arcane, not splice. If you've ever seen this happen, please let me know because I haven't. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> Who does that? We should try to do that. Splice onto arcane commander. Yeah. We'll look it up. Okay. Third card, arguably one of the best. Um, 
that's aside from ramp is eternal witness. Oh yeah. One green green for a two one human shaman. When it enters a battlefield, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Recursion. Yep. So, you know, that sun Titan we talked about in white, a lot of people bring sun Titan back with eternal witness and then like eternal witness will die or something. And then, and then sun Titan can bring it back, Yeah. which will then bring back another card. There's lots of loopy combos with those two. Yeah. You bounce them, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Eternal or witness, top notch chef's kiss. <laughs> next, the next one's occur tribelder one in a green for a one, one human. Nope. No. Snake. His, his looks a, like a turtle. Sneaky look. But it's a snake. It, the new artwork doesn't look like a turtle. Oh, that's The new true. artwork looks like a, a snake. Yeah. Um, but it says, sacrifice Kuro Tribe Elder, search your library for a basic land, and put it onto the battlefield tapped. So this creature can just become a land, and if you can bring that bring that creature back somehow, like maybe Eternal Witness or Sun Titan, mm-hmm. it just becomes more lands. Yeah. Played in Marin. It's super good in Marin because it sacks itself. A black green commander that recurs creatures directly to the battlefield yeah. in many cases. Yep. Um, and then the last card. The last card is Beast Within. Hey, so we, removal in green. Yeah, we see a green removal spell. So it's uh, two and a green. Instant speed. Yep. Uh, destroy target non-land permanent. It's target creature. permanent. Oh, you can go for can, lands too? Yes, you can. Cabal Coffers. Top-notch target. Mm. Urborg, also great target. Why? You can have all black lands. I don't care about that if I'm playing mono green. I don't want that Cabal Coffers. Or it's it's more affordable cousin. Uh, generous gift. No. I'm talking about the land. Oh. Oh, Cabal Coffers, generous cousin. Yeah. Uh, Urborg. No. Nope. No, 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 no. Cabal Stronghold. Yeah. Which only taps. play that if you want the budget version. Yeah, play th- that one. Three tap uh, taps for a black for each basic swamp you control. That's fine. Just make sure you're playing in basics. Basics. That's swamps. fine. Beast within though. Beast within. Destroy target permanent. Destroy target permanent. They get a three three beast. Yes, its controller of the permanent that was destroyed gets a three three green beast. So, um, green's got. Green's got recursion. It's got ramp. It also has tutors. Obviously, not not here in the top five. Right, worldly tutor to search for a creature and put it on top of your library. Yeah, and you have to reveal it. That's mm-hmm. the tutor that Green has that mm-hmm. costs one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got you'll. As I'm looking at these, I also see that there is one, two, three, four more. Um, yeah, one, two, three, four more cards in the top here that just grab lands. Yeah. Um, lots of card draw here. I mean, green, green green equals ramp. But in Commander, if you're playing a deck that has green, you're probably playing these land ramp cards because you're trying mm-hmm. to ramp so that you can play bigger spells that mm-hmm. cost more mana later in the game. Yep. So very good in green. Um, we are also going to touch on colorless and multicolor here. So colorless, um, top card, Soul Ring. Number one card played in Commander. But I also think that that's unfair because it's skewed. Because whenever somebody puts together a deck and they post it online, if they took it from the pre-con, the pre-cons all print Soul Ring. That's out. true. But it's very good. For one, you get two. It's mana positive. Yep. Uh, the next two are protection for your commanders or for a, a special creature, Lightning Greaves and Swiftfoot Boots. Also haste. Also haste. You do well. And one gives and the one gives Shroud. Yeah. Um, could be good. Could be bad. It could be good. It could be bad. Yeah. So Lightning Greaves is two. 
Um, it says equipped creature has haste and shroud, so you can't target it with um, spells or abilities, even your own. Mm-hmm. It's it's arguably worse than hexproof because people wanted people thought shroud was hexproof, and then they made hexproof because they thought that that was what people thought shroud was. Right. But it has equip for zero, so you can play your commander, play lightning greaves, equip it, and then then no one can target it. Obviously, mass gets rid of it, mm-hmm. mass removal, mass exile, mass mass bounce, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but swiftfoot boots, it's close cousin for two also mm-hmm. equip creature has hexproof and haste um and then it has equip for one yep. so you spend one extra mana but you get what you really want which is you can target it with with things still and then commander sphere commander sphere is uh for three mana uh it taps for one mana of any color in your commander's color identity uh you can also sacrifice it to draw a card so this is a card that you mentioned earlier uh, in this episode, uh, talking about how three mana f- to produce one mana might not be the best, but it is a color of mana. Uh, and then, you know, the the card draw is is significant. You might not think that you want to sacrifice uh, your art, your your mana rock to get a, a a card, but late late game you might not need that mana. Right. It's better to just get the card. Yep. And the last card, Mister Sad Robot himself solemn simulacrum so for four mana uh he's a two two when he enters the battlefield you can search your library for a basic land and put it on the battlefield tapped and when he dies you can draw a card so it gives you a body gives you a blocker gives you a land gives you a card super good card advantage can play it in every deck super good great stuff but if you look at the if you continue to look at the top list here you've got other you've got other rocks i mean you've got chromatic lantern mindstone felwar stone gilded lotus dark steel ingot thought vessel and then you start uh thran dynamo worn power stone hedron archive mana crypt mana vault i mean you've got this is rocks all the rocks but i mean you have a few things mixed in like a skull clamp here ashdod's altar sensei's divining top but these are the top cards that a lot of people play some of them combo out but in general so ramps ramp card advantage You've got creatures, you've got protection, mm-hmm. you've got card draw, um, Hedron Archive. Um, Colorless can do, artifacts can do anything. They just might cost a couple more mana. Yep, yep. And then moving on to multicolor, this one, <laughs> we, we're, we're going to do cards um, 5 through 10. I'm sorry, 6 through 10, because mm-hmm. the first five are just mana rocks the signets that tap for a color you you pay a colorless and then you make two specific colored mana mm-hmm. like like the demir signet you pay a colorless and you tap it and you get a blue and a black yep. um we're not going to talk about those yeah because they exist they're good they exist they're great we're gonna talk about the um first five true gold bordered multicolor cards yes. on the list so number one uh, is anguished unmaking this is an instant for one a white and a black uh, where you exile target creature and you lose nope. target non-land permanent target non-land permanent man and you lose two life yep and you lose three life three life damn it darn it crushing it <laughs> <laughs> no um well i don't think you run a ton of removal though to be fair you're the one that we have to move crap from i because you play a lot of playing the game by yourself because you have a goal in mind i play solitaire i also don't run a lot of black and white to be 100 i don't honest. either to be fair i have i don't have this in my esper deck i do have the next card in my esper deck of these top five though four of them are black and white yeah 
The next one is Merciless Eviction, four colorless, a, a white and a black, and you choose one. Exile all artifacts, exile all creatures, exile all enchantments, or exile all planeswalkers. This tends to fall on artifacts or creatures most often, mm-hmm. but and they're exiled. Like we said, that's real great in Commander. So if someone's playing white and black, chances are they might exile all your stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, be aware. Um, and this actually isn't numbers 5 through 10. It is a mix because Azorius Signet, Simic Signet, and Golgari Signet are also in the top the top 10 there. So moving on after that, we have Utter End. Utter End is an instant speed yep. for two, a black and a white, that says exile target, non-land permanent. Yep. We have more removal. Yep. And then we're going to go to Putrefy, one, a black and a green. Destroy target artifact or, incre- or a creature. It cannot be regenerated, which I guess sometimes that matters. It can. But that's an instant speed removal spell. Yeah. And then we have our last one, Mortify. Uh, Mortify is for one, a white, and a black. <laughs> instant. instant speed. It says destroy target creature or enchantment. Hey, look. Removal's important in Commander. It really, really is. But I think the most unique cards are the ones that are here in multicolor. But as you look through a lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of them are removal. You Re- have Assassin's Trophy, Crackling Doom, Decimate, uh, Rakdos Charm, Terminate, Supreme Verdict, Boros Charm. There's a lot of, I guess Boros Charm is not actually removal because you deal four damage to your player. Yeah, so that is not removal at all. That's protection. You can give all your that, creatures that one is protection. But there's a lot of removal in here. Um, I, this is my favorite one to go through, though seeing the multicolored cards because it's yeah. much more interesting interesting to play mono multicolored cards than it is to play monocolored cards in my opinion i disagree but understand where you're coming from but you know mono black is the best color combination than magic together <laughs> um so multicolor has this color has everything <laughs> yes 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 yes, 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 yes. Stefan SNL, good stuff. If you've watched it, if you haven't watched Stefan, go to YouTube and look up SNL Stefan. Yeah. And then watch all the episodes for hours. All of them. They're literally the best. Mm-hmm. Um, multicolor has everything, though. I mean, it, it arguably, does. it's got ramp. It's got. Because so, we, the Civic Signets, or I mean, all the Signets in general are multicolored mm-hmm. for identity purposes. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to run in these solo colors, mono black they have a hard time removing artifacts removing enchantments red has a hard time removing enchantments you know you start combining it with with white and these multicolor and then uh you can actually start being able to to control the game a little bit better than you could in in a monocolor deck right um and then the last thing that we were going to talk about is a few different archetypes that you will see being played Mm -hmm. um so they all revolve around some sort of theme for the deck. I mean, and it's and most of the time, at least, you know, for, for our type of decks, most of the time it revolves completely around the commander. I, I tend to, I don't play good stuff. That's what, that's what a lot of folks call it. Good stuff, which yep. is you pick a commander for the color that has a relevant ability. And then you just play good stuff in those colors. I don't have any of those unless you argue that Joda is good stuff, but it has mostly planeswalkers. So I would say it's planeswalker deck. I, I call it, I, I call it big stuff or super planeswalkers. Friends. Yeah, for sure. But a few of these here, um, you know, if you look up the themes, you can also look up themes on EDH rec. Uh, you've got um, the top, the top themes here, the top 10 in order by the number of decks that have been posted online mm-hmm. and have been scraped by EDH rec. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this one is all time is artifacts. 
life gain. Aristocrats, aristocrats is where you sacrifice creatures and you gain value, mm-hmm. like that blood artist that we we reference in the top five there yep. for black. Um, you've got plus one plus one counter decks, lands matters decks, mm-hmm. token decks, love them. <laughs> sacrifice decks, love those, love that. You have wheels. Which is you, um, you or everyone discards their hand and draws a number of cards. It could be draw seven, draw equal to the number of the person who had the most in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got equipment decks and auras. So auras is like enchantments that yep. you place on creatures or on lands. Yep, they might call them Voltron decks if it's all revolved around your commander. Yep. Um, continuing on, there's planeswalkers, regular enchantments, spell slinger. You're just casting a lot of spells. Mm-hmm. Um, Pod decks actually made it up there. So you're sacrificing a creature and you're getting a creature out onto the battlefield that has a higher CMC than the one that you cast. There's yep. obviously stipulations. Mm-hmm. Um, toughness matters decks. Yeah. Um, and obviously these are these are just a few. Um, but take a look at this list. This is going to provide you with a, um, a number to equate with the number of decks that are being built there. I would not say that it specifically means that a certain mechanic is more popular than others. It might mean that there's more available cards in the card pool for that mechanic, like artifacts clearly have more than a blink deck. There's more artifacts than there are cards that matter or cards that care about blinking for sure. You know, but if I just scroll down a ways and I look at a random mechanic here, I, I see there is landfall landfall is very low on this list, but there are some, top commanders arguably one of the top commanders that used to be in the top list of most played commanders mm-hmm. on math locus of rage yep, super about, good. yep very good populate decks extra turn decks cycling decks land destruction decks why would you be that person i'm sorry i did that i did that a few times and i took that deck you apart because i was that was mean yeah i don't hate that deck anymore i hated it when you played it but i don't hate that deck anymore yes so um the, the the most common archetypes that you're going to see are the ones that we had talked about, obviously at the beginning of that list. Yep. And I, I mean, you're going to see them pretty much every time you play commander. I mean, I would say I see a version of tokens, whether it's me or someone else playing it almost every single time I go to commander on either Friday or Sunday. Yep. And whether that's or well, Monday or Sunday, whether that's mass token generation or populate or one of the other ones, mm-hmm. uh, which, which creates a token copy of a, a token that you control. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just so, so many token decks out there cause it's fun. It's fun to put a hundred cards out on the battlefield. So from here you can click on the theme and it tells you the top commanders for those themes. It tells you new cards that came out that work with those themes. And it also gives you high synergy cards that work with those themes and then just top cards that are generally played in that group of commanders. Mm-hmm. So you can find the mechanic, like I said at the beginning, find the mechanic that you like or the colors that you like, Yep. look around there's a lot of resources online. There's a lot of deck techs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of videos of gameplay of watching how those play out. Um, yeah. And then tell us what you like. Yeah. Are there, are there, is there a mechanic that you guys play that you like more than others? Is there something that you're done seeing? You're like, this is overdone. I don't want to see any more of it. What do you like or what mm-hmm. don't you like? We are interested yeah. in what you guys maybe, see. Maybe there's an archetype you don't think is well supported enough. Uh, and, and maybe, we know something that you don't where it is actually supported and you should try a commander out that, that, that we can suggest to you or, or a theme that doesn't appear on this theme list here. Obviously Absolutely. this is just EDH rec. So this is not the end all be all. Right. 
Uh, and Chairs I know is not on there. Chair Chair Tribal does not make this list. Some we we have a, we have a buddy that plays Chair Tribal with King King Kenrith. Yep. The Returned. Mm-hmm. And every single card has a chair in it. That's pretty. It's awesome it's it's deck. great. So Chair Tribal didn't make a top theme. <laughs> I don't think chair is a theme, but I, I mean, <laughs> as a mechanic, but as a theme, a flavor theme, I mean, that's on point on point. That's really great. Um, but I think that's it for this week. Yeah. I hope, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. I hope we didn't talk your ear off too much. Um, and for those of you that do play commander, um, uh, maybe you did or didn't think about those cards in the way that we think about them, mm-hmm. or if you have a different way that you would think about those top cards, or if you don't think you should play them because there's other versions that you'd rather see, let us know. Yeah. And maybe we're all just drinking the Kool-Aid playing these cards and there's better options. Definitely. Um, but um, I, I would say that, that, that that's it. You have that's anything it. else? I don't have anything. All right. Well, thank Thanks. you all for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find our podcast on Twitter at uh, Guardian Pod. Uh, you can find me at AT Flory. You can find me at Squeaky Pig. Mm. And take a look for hashtag Guardian Project Pod to find our posts and episodes. We like to hear from you. So send along your comments and any topics you'd like us to talk about. And we'll go over those on the next episode. Uh, you can also email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com. And that's all she wrote. That is all she wrote. Underline three times. Period. Uh, Exclamation mark. Post script end finn you put finn in postscripts is that where do you put who writes finn um only at the end of a movie right is where finn goes right at the end of i've only ever seen i've never seen finn written at the end of a very pretentious movie or a strongly written letter by someone probably named karen (laughs) karen (laughs) i'm gonna write a letter i'm gonna have a bf I don't think you're I don't think you're putting Finn at the bottom of that letter. <laughs> Sincerely angry, Karen. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.